0: Hello fellow listeners, welcome to the Food for Thought podcast where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge you can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And before we get this podcast started off, let us just begin with uh, rate the podcast, share the podcast, and subscribe to the podcast. All three help us out tremendously. Rating the podcast helps us uh, always beat big tech algorithm. I've already had a few episodes deleted, so I don't even know why dumb things uh, subscribe to the podcast because that's a big way that they kind of know where it is that you stand. And of course, share the podcast because it helps to be able to kind of spread uh, the information that's being given. And not only that, we've also heard from multiple people. And I've heard different people who have come to me, who have spoken to me about um, how this podcast helps out. Also, another way that you can help out for the podcast is by going to patreon.podbeam.com. Forward slash food for thought, and there's different levels. So you can either donate at the dollar level, which is just a thank you, that a small way to be able to support, or you can get the five dollar support, and then you get exclusive episodes. Because we're going to little by little begin to remove some of these episodes that uh, are good, but I don't feel like they're absolute necessary podcasts that can help you out tremendously. But they help you out, you know, kind of like that little extra push, and they're still interesting podcasts. So, um, I'm going to be adding some of these other ones, see which other ones we add to these $5 levels. And so, yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, but today, more than anything, uh, definitely thank you. Don't like to take anything for granted for people who do listen to the podcast or anybody who does help. Um, there's different restaurants that have supported uh and and i'm always grateful to all the people who support definitely like to say uh, even if you just listen and it helps you it's it's still a form of support and we have multiple people from the united uh the uk uh that has thousands and thousands of listeners out there people in africa people in south america middle east so definitely um, to all you who are listening if this helps you out you know, definitely. I'm I'm so happy about this. In in it's not always the easiest, but knowing that it's helping out other people, it definitely keeps you motivated to always want so you know, to keep doing this. So today we're gonna talk about um about money. <clears throat> money is not the motivating factor. If money is the reason why you make a lot of your decisions, well, you should definitely wake up a little bit because you know, there's this one thing that I've I've always liked and I always try to relate things a lot of uh, to movies because, especially whatever movie I feel that is big as, uh, at that time that kind of relates to this. And, you know, the Avengers, the Marvel movies, they're always big. And I know a lot of the guys, it's a majority of guys that listen to these podcasts. But you have the story of Captain America. And if you know a little bit the story of Captain America, the story of Captain America is, is he's this young kind of uh, kid from Brooklyn and or he's from the bronx i forgot which one of the two uh queens 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 or brooklyn i don't know brooklyn and anyways that's besides the point so he's he's from brooklyn and he's this scrawny little kid that just has a good heart he's always willing to defend and stand up for the right thing kid always wants to go to the army never can make it to the army because he's pretty much just like uh, nothing. I mean, bad n- uh, nutrition, no vitamins. I mean, just everything that could be the worst of a, of the image of a scrawny little puny human being. He, that's what he, uh, Captain America is, and uh, his name is Steve Steve Rogers. So one day somebody comes and offers him the serum that kind of makes him superhuman, and before he offers him the serum. All he wants to make sure is that Rogers is a good man. And the doctor who's who's uh, doing this experiment is adamant about it because he had given the serum before to someone who they thought was a good man, who they thought had good values. But deep in his heart existed, you know, desires for other things versus absolute good, which is very, very uh, different, right, from good intentions so anyways so eventually uh how do they find out that steve rogers is the one who's who is 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 a good man is because he's willing to risk his life for the other that is the essence of love right i've spoken about this in many podcasts so i'm not going to get too in depth with it right now if you want you can listen to uh different other podcasts that i've done about uh love but anyways uh, they throw a grenade and they see that Steve Rogers is willing to jump on top of this grenade. So what begins to happen? <clears throat> they realize that Steve Rogers is the guy. So they give him the serum and then Steve Rogers becomes this like superhuman, strong, taller, you know, more muscular. He's not scrawny anymore, uh, can run faster. I mean, everything, everything is better. Um, eventually, Cap, uh, Steve Rogers becomes Captain America, which in the end everything that he is good just amplifies times 10 so even his heart the goodness in his heart got amplified times 10 okay now what happened steve rogers captain america has an arch nemesis and his nemesis is red skull and red skull is in charge of hydra now red skull receives the serum but red skull in turn everything gets deformed now mind you Captain America ends up looking from this ugly little boy to now even this is better looking guy, right? Red Skull becomes the complete opposite. Red Skull, uh, the serum that he takes now amplifies even the his ugliness times 10, too. It amplifies the, the horror that he is, the evil that he is, uh, everything. I mean, he still has a superhuman strength, but it amplifies even the evilness that exists in his heart. Now, what does this have to do with money? <clears throat> My point behind this is that money will do the same thing in your life. Now, if you think that money is going to solve a lot of your problems, you have another thing coming to you because money will not solve any of your problems. Money, all it's going to do is amplify all the problems that are inside of you times 10. Now, what begins to happen, if you look at a person who's a drug addict, A drug addict is always running around trying to nickel and dime wherever he can get anything, whether it's $0.05, $0.10, $0.20, to get himself just a few dollars just to get himself his next high. And this is how he lives constantly. All of us, all of us who drive, who go to gas stations, this is the main place where drug addicts tend to ask for money. What will they do? They'll ask you, hey, listen, can I pump Uh, your car can I do this you know and if I'll just I'll get a dollar or hey listen do you have a dollar because it's usually the only spot where you're at a gas station you're kind of pumping and you're just standing there waiting and it's a perfect opportunity for them to ask you for some money so what begins to happen they begin to ask for a few cents and dollars just to be able to make enough money to get to their next high. now if you were to give a million dollars to a drug addict Before he could even touch 100,000, that's being super nice, let's say $50,000. Before he could get $50,000 worth of drugs, this man will have overdosed and died. Now, I'm not saying, don't take this wrong in any way, I'm not saying that people who are drug addicts are bad human beings and they deserve to die. No, I'm not saying this. What I'm saying is, The money only amplifies his problems times 10 times 20 times 30 times 100 because now he has more access. You know, if there's two things in this world that are very dangerous, right? I say this all the time. To be rich is dangerous and to be young is another dangerous thing, right? Youthfulness is great. But when you have youthfulness, in many ways, you think that you are invincible, you know, I remember being 21, 22, 23, man, I could play till who knows what time, wake up the next day and just continue to go to work. Um, I could work out, I could get hit, I could fall and get up and I mean, m- my body was like Superman. Then around 25, 26, I kind of hit this brick wall where I felt, you know, I didn't heal as fast. I didn't it wasn't easy as easy for me to be able to do a lot of these things. Now, This is when you're young and you're rich. This begins to happen. If you're young and rich, rich people feel invincible. Rich people feel like they can walk around, they can do whatever, they can be rude, uh, disrespectful in many ways. Not all rich people, but you have some rich people who who do act like this, you know, because they feel entitled to be able to think the way they think and act the way that they act. And this, if you have those two things, if you are rich. And if you are young, you have two things that make you feel superhuman. Because when you're a young person, honestly, you're not that great of a human being. Let's be honest about that. You have very few young boys that are truly, honestly, great human beings in this world. Now you're taking all the youth that you have that exists inside of you. And what happens? Now you're amplifying that garbage young little boy that still is within you. And you're amplifying it times 10. So if you're running around looking for money, thinking that it's going to solve the problems of your girlfriend, of your college, of your work, no, it won't do this. Money is kind of the same thing as intellect. You know, a great philosopher once said, um, can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but a great philosopher once said that unearned knowledge is dangerous you know look at the atomic bomb from the beginning Einstein knew that that atomic bomb well the splitting of the atom was a dangerous thing and he knew what they were going to do with it he wanted it for energy but they were trying to use it to do you know nuclear bombs to create more power right to do more destructive things eventually i mean it ends up getting out and the atomic bomb happens but <clears throat> A lot of people didn't know, honestly, how destructive, how crazy this was going to be. They didn't know how bad this situation was going to to be. And then they dropped the atomic bomb. And the world, I mean, the world was left in shock, even the United States. Even the science, everybody, you know, was more or less, like, shocked at how crazy this was because... Einstein knew what it took I mean Einstein knew biology he knew science he knew physics he knew so much about so many different things so he knew the ripple effects because he he could foresee the ripple effects of an atomic bomb he foresaw uh the destruction the chaos right the the sadness the broken hearts the hurt that it caused the whole nation the hurt that it caused the world the psyche effect that it how it affected the whole world I mean he, w- he had the intellect to foresee all of this. Now, money is the same way. A lot of us can't foresee a lot of the things that happen with money. You know, if I give you a million dollars, you know, Donald Trump had said this once. If you're a Donald Trump hater, just stop for two seconds and just listen to this. Donald Trump once said, <clears throat> you can take all the millionaires of- and billionaires of the world, take all their money, give it to the poor people, and then a few years later, The rich people will be even, the rich who you took the money from will be even richer and the poor will be poorer. Because the truth is, is that the reason why people who are rich have the money that they have, if it wasn't for an inheritance or if it wasn't won by a lottery or given to them, they have the intellectual knowledge to make themselves a million dollars. It takes more than just a small simple business it takes more it takes dedication determination it takes perseverance it takes the intellectual capacity uh, to make every decision uh, to understand the foundation and the ripple effects of how you're going to spend that money and where the risks come to losing it I'll give you an example you buy yourself a million dollar home and you got yourself a two million dollar lotto ticket okay well, if you know anything about taxes, you know that about 40% of all that money is already gone. It's out the window. And if if it's being given to you, I think the tax bracket is a little bit different. But let's say 40% of that money is already gone. So you only have $1.2 million. Now you're going to go buy yourself a million dollar home. Now with a million dollar home, now you have you know, taxes on a million dollar home. Now, if you're the McDonald's guy who won that $2 million lotto ticket, you just bought a million-dollar home, now you only have $200,000 left over. and Let's say you want to go out and buy yourself, I don't know, some Bugatti or something like that. You only have a few thousand dollars left over, and you think to yourself, okay, well, now I'm living a good life. I got the car that I want. I got the house that I want, and now I'll be able to get the girl that I want, and I'll be able to live the life that I want, okay, so on and so forth. Now, what begins to happen now is you didn't do the math as to how much it's going to cost for electricity. Now think, if you're living right now in a 1,000-square-foot home, or let's say less, a 700-square-foot home, 800-square-foot home, okay, you know how much it costs for electricity. Now multiply that little 1,000-square-foot home times 10. Now you're living in a 10,000-square-foot home. Well, now you have 10,000 square feet of of electricity to be able to light that house. Now, if you think heating is expensive, now imagine having to heat a house that's 10,000 square feet. <clears throat> you do the math on that. You're having troubles working in your little small job trying to pay a, a 1,000 square foot home the electricity, the bills, you have your TV. Now, imagine you're a millionaire. Now, you also got to get yourself a security cam camera because now the poor people or whatever crime lords or, or gang members or whatever it may be, now are looking at your home and now it's a target. So, now you have to have security. So, now you have to pay for security cameras. So, if you think about this, I mean, I haven't even touched now what if the roof breaks now, the insurance now, um, who knows what are the things, you know, Uh all different kinds of things that maybe you know one day the plumbing breaks i don't know what now if you're only working at a mcdonald's and you got yourself a two million dollar lotto ticket now what do you think is going to happen with all this money you're going to get by the time three years are up now if you didn't know the the state will take your money right or the state will take your assets if you can't pay the taxes so eventually they go, okay, listen, this guy cannot pay his house no more, so we're going to take his house. We're going to cease his house because he, he owes us who knows how many million, million dollars in taxes, so he's got to pay this up. So you have no way to pay this, and now you have no job to be able to make the income to at least pay the taxes, to pay the gas, to pay the electricity, to pay the security on the home. To pay the taxes on the bugatti to pay the the mechanic who can fix the bugatti to pay the gas for the bugatti right i mean you can't do any of this do you understand this that to to have money just given to you to live in a in a society where it becomes completely a marxist mentality a communistic mentality right like give 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 take the money from the rich and give to the poor this is a robin hood mentality it sounds nice but it's terrible idea This is destructive. Do you understand this? If all of you who are listening to this podcast think that money is going to be the solution to your problems, it's not. It's going to amplify your problems that you already have. It's going to just take the problem with your girlfriend, the problem that you have uh, at your job, the problem that you have with your children, the addictions that you have to pornography, to masturbation, the addictions you have to spending money, the addictions you have to I don't know what, and it's going the to, to drugs, to alcohol. It's going to amplify this problem times 10 because before, the fact that you didn't have money, it restricted the reason as to why you were going out to doing all these things. Well, now you don't have that reason. Guess what? It is gone. Now you're entering into a situation where now you have all the money to now let this problem just let loose completely. You know, this is very interesting because Many of the times, it's interesting. Jesus Christ, he says this um, this phrase where he says, "My yoke is soft and my burden is quick." And this is very interesting because suffering is inevitable in this world. Suffering and hunger are the two inevitable things, and of course, death. Right, but death isn't obvious, but suffering and death is inevitable no matter how much you try to avoid it you will never ever ever be able to avoid it you can go five years without suffering you can go three years i mean i don't know how long really we really go without hunger there's always moments where we end up hungry right the reason why you eat is because hunger kicks in so hunger is like for sure for sure but suffering you can go five years without suffering in one day suffering will hit you but the question is what kind of suffering do you bear Right, because if you're suffering, drugs bring suffering, girlfriends bring suffering, uh, children, wives, houses, alcoholism, uh, I don't know what, what what other addictions you have. Right, they all bring some form of suffering, no matter what it is. So the question is, what kind of suffering suffering are you willing to bear the burden of? Because Jesus Christ, what in essence what he says is, follow me. And the burden that I have is so much lighter than all the burdens that exist in this world and in this society. We all bear burdens. I always tell people, follow God, follow God, put God above above all things. If you've listened to different podcasts, I have a podcast on the podcast of hierarchies. And in the podcast of hierarchies, I explain how it's important that you have different levels. You have God. In me, me personally, I have God, wife, children. Then it comes money. God comes above my wife and even above my children. And my wife has the same thing. God comes above me and even above the children. Now, if you have money above all these things, you have a problem, because you know, money will move you. Money will stray you away from your family. Money will stray you away from your kids. Money will even make you lose your own business. And there's this story of a man who has everything. The man has money, land, property, uh, currency, right? Gold. He has uh, a farm. He has his wife. He has his children. He has absolutely everything. And one day, as he's walking down the street, he meets an old man, and this old man is kind of dressed in this kind of. Uh, you know, like smock with a hoodie kind of looking thing. I don't know what you would call it, poncho looking thing. And as he's walking, he sees the guy that he's really attached to this kind of satchel that he's holding, you know, this leather satchel. And he says to him, what do you have in that satchel? And he says, nothing, don't worry about it. He says, no, 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 I'm asking, honestly, what do you have in there? He said, nothing, don't worry about it. Eventually, man becomes so curious because he doesn't let him You know, he's so hovered over it and he just doesn't want to let anybody see it. So he says, come on, come on, show me. Eventually he convinces the guy and the guy looks over and he opens up the leather bag and he says, look, I have a red ruby and it's the most beautiful ruby that this man has ever seen. And he says, I want it. So the man says, well, I mean, sell everything, give up everything, you know, uh, this is how much I want for it. The man goes out, sells his house, sells his land, sells all his properties, you know, sells all the stock that he has, and he comes back, and he gives the man all the money that he has, and then he ends up taking the ruby with the same leather back. Well, the man becomes so obsessed with this ruby and protecting it the same way that that man was doing that he ends up losing his family, his children. He ends up losing everybody, friends, and as many years go by, the man's walking down, you know, this, you know, long, windy road. And he sees another guy sitting under the tree. Now, the guy under the tree is kind of doing the same thing. He's holding this little leather satchel and he's protecting it. And he sees the man. And he says, hey, listen, what do you have in that satchel? Now, he, the man says, don't worry about it. Now, the curiosity kicks back in. He goes, what is this man holding? Eventually, he convinces the guy. tell him the guy says well i have this red ruby this man dressed in this kind of hoodie passed by and he sold me this ruby many years ago and he goes that's impossible because i saw that guy and that guy sold me the ruby and i have the ruby both guys begin to debate and they say no i have the ruby no i have the ruby no i have the ruby eventually the guy says listen if i show you mine will you show me yours he goes yes So the man looks inside of his satchel, opens it up, and he sees that all he has is coal. Now the other man looks inside of his satchel, and both of them are thinking, this guy's got the ruby too. So he opens up his satchel, and of course, inside of there was also coal. Now what's the point of the story? The moral of the story here is, is that when we become so obsessed with something we're not we're not willing to risk it. We're not willing to to give it up. So we hover over it and we become obsessed with it and we make bad decisions. When you have such a neurosis, such an obsession about something, you destroy the very thing that you are so obsessed about. And this is when things get dangerous. Even if you want to make money, even if you look at it from the simplest form. If you want to make money, the best way to be able to make money is to risk the money. And to risk the money, you cannot be obsessed with it. You cannot have such an obsession to it that you don't risk it. Therefore, you don't make more. The same thing happens with this. If you look at this, and there's many podcasters, there's many people who have done this. Actually, Tucker Carlson, if I'm not mistaken, the news just came out. Uh, Yesterday, I think I was listening to the news, today is March 25th, so that means on March 24th, no, yeah, today's March 25th, so on March 24th, what was it that uh, came out? Tucker Carlson just left Fox News. Why? Because Dominion put a lawsuit of defamation of character on Fox And right after they settled on this lawsuit for who knows how many millions, it was $70 million, if I'm not mistaken, $75 million. I think it said on the news, on the radio. $75 million, they settled on this lawsuit. Now what happened? You're talking about four, five, ten hours later, Tucker Carlson's parts ways with Fox News. Now Dominion, if I'm not mistaken, Dominion was the company that was uh, the software in regards to this whole election. And Tucker Carlson was pushing this whole agenda, right for the last year or so. Now, if you listen to my last podcast, I explained about the power of um, the dangers behind political division. And I had said that Fox, MSNBC, ABC, CNN, all of them, each one of them, and Arnon Minchkin, the director, The executive director of Fox News was proof when this whole thing went down, I had said that he had made the call in Arizona and even his own hosts were doubtful about the situation. My point to all this in the situation with money is Fox News, because of money, they let go of Tucker Carlson for sure. And they probably told Tucker, hey, listen, Tucker, you can't talk about this no more. You can't do this. Regardless of the situation, whatever it could have been, I bet you they probably told Tucker, listen, we'll pay you more. Just stop talking about this stuff, please. I'm almost positive Tucker Carlson looked over and said, I will never, ever, ever, ever stop fighting for the truth. There's many podcasters that in the past, you know, we used to listen to in the barbershop. Great. I mean, good things. And what happened? Eventually, some company comes out, offers them a lot of money, and because all they care about is money, because they live for money, because at the top of the hierarchy in their lives, money is right at the top. What happens? The moment comes, money gets offered, and they sway their mentality, they sway their direction, and they're willing to do whatever. That's why you have all these celebrities. Look at all these celebrities. These celebrities have built their life around money, so, they need to make a certain amount of money to make us, to keep a certain lifestyle. And if they keep a certain lifestyle, they can live and who knows what. These celebrities that you are all listening to, if you're listening to them, if you're watching them, forget about them. They are all losers. What happened with this whole situation that happened in Hollywood? You guys pay close attention. Will Smith slapped Chris Tucker and everybody clapped and they applauded him for this. Instead of booing this this scenario that just happened. Now, mind you, I think all this could have been all staged. Which it probably was. Knowing how spineless Hollywood is. But you see this. All for money. Everything moves around money in this world. This is why it is so important. If you look over. And you see. Or you think that money is going to solve your problems, wake up a little bit. Because let's say you do put out a podcast. Let's say you do open up a business. Let's say you do do something like this. You know what's going to happen? Some money is going to come your way and get offered to you. And because you're so desperate, because you think money is going to solve your problems or it's going to pay your bills or it's going to do something, you're going to sell yourself for money. And I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to say no to. Me and my wife have had different offers for this podcast, and the same thing. But because our hierarchy is God, wife, children, then money, because they wanted us to give up who we were, and they were going to have exclusivity over us, they wanted to determine what subjects we would talk about and what we wouldn't talk about. You see... Money does not rule everything. Money is monopoly. I mean, it's monopoly, you guys. It's just paper. It doesn't save your life whatsoever. All it does is amplify the very thing that already exists inside of you. Make money because it does a job. Because it pays the bills. You know, the Christian believes we live in this world, but we are not part of it because every christian inside of him has a soul and that soul is either going to go to heaven or to hell and the body only is living for about 75 years that's about the average age of a man and three years more for the woman and if they're strong 80 90 100 max right let's say that somewhere once you're at 100 i mean if you're at 100 years old i don't even know i'm surprised most people are like Still living at 100. But anyways, but you see this. You see, what are you going to do? The Christian believes that you're here. In the blink of an eye, you're gone. We're just passing through. Our our soul is eternal. Just make the money because it pays the bills. Because it does a job. Am I saying that you should be A content, mediocre man? No, that's a lazy man. You're either a hardworking man or you're a lazy man. If you're somewhere in the middle, you end up falling towards lazy. That's just the absolute truth. If you're somewhere in the middle, you're going to end up falling towards lazy because your body will give out. And if you haven't built the, the mentality or the habit to push through the pain and push through the difficulties, eventually the laziness will overcome so it's important that you see what is the main factor what is the thing that guides us in this world it's definitely not money what is it it is god so yeah we'll keep this one a short podcast support the podcast always um help us out if you get the chance um Go to patron.podbeam.com forward slash food the number four thought okay patron.podbeam.com forward slash food for thought and if you do the five dollar support you do get exclusive episodes and little by little um, I'm going to begin to continue I'm going to continue to announce this little by little you might see some of these episodes start to fall into the five dollar patron exclusive. listeners so uh support us even if you give a dollar definitely in the dollar donations that you give you'll still be able to have access to all these other episodes um don't forget to rate the podcast uh, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast share it in any way possible just tell people about it it helps them out tremendously all the people who are listening in different places thank you uh for sharing the podcast hopefully this helps you don't forget Money is not what's going to run your life. It's not going to help you. It just gets a job done. Think about money like toilet paper. You wipe your butt with it and then you throw it out. It's just there for the use. I'm not saying to take money. Every time I say this, people always say the same thing. They always say, oh, what are you saying? That money is just to wipe your you know, behind with? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a toilet paper does a job money does a job. That's how you got to look at money. It's just a job. Don't become obsessed with it because you become obsessed with it. You're going to make terrible decisions with it and then it's just going to get worse. Okay. Well, until then, God bless.